Auntie Hunty. Pop, pop, notch. Come on, pop, 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 notch. Pop, notch. Pop, pop, notch. They're going down in Tinseltown. Pop, pop, notch. This is Pop Notch Podcast. We're your hosts, Mara, Landon, and Mac. Welcome to your go-to hub for all things pop culture because let's be honest, it's the only thing we're qualified to comment on. Let's get into it! Hello, hello! Welcome, listeners, to our podcast. We are so excited to be in the closet again. Closet um, Studios, Inc. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. That's what we've dubbed company. it. <laughs> it um, we are here for episode five um, with the original crew, Mac, Mara, and myself. Um, and we have an additional new person with us, Colton. Uh, here's his introduction. <laughs> Introduce yourself. <laughs> uh, hi, I am Colton Cox. I am a musician here in Kansas City. Uh, I also work on a um, podcast called Get Into the Groove with, I think, a previous guest of yours it was Brandon on the show. Yes, Brandon yes. was. Yeah, yes. episodes uh, three and four. There you mm-hmm. go. Um, so I co-host that with Brandon. Um, if you're interested in hearing some of my music, uh, you can find me uh, on Spotify and Apple Music and all that kind of stuff. It is Colton Cox, C-O-X, for all you dirty-minded people out there. Not <laughs> the it's one. really good. I especially love his song, Stuck. Your song, oh, Stuck, is really great. Yeah, you. And that's, is that your newer release? Um, that came out last summer. Uh, I am working on a new song right now, um, but it is not released yet. So That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Things to come. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And he's also being sound god, so running all of our sounds. So we really appreciate Colton. Yes, thank you. Thank you so our, new, our new executive producer <laughs> over there. <laughs> new executive producer. Executive producer. Uh, Sorry, there's no comp. Well, I'm just going to jump <laughs> right into our topics here our pop news. What's popping? What's popping? Our first topic, I'm going to give this one to Mara. Uh, go for it. Yes. Okay. So remember last episode when I was talking about Daniel Radcliffe playing Weird Al Yankovic in the new biopic? Yes. Weird Al Yankovic. Okay. So it's been reported that Evan Rachel Wood, who love her, stan her. I love her. um, She has been cast to play Madonna in this biopic. (sighs) But interestingly enough, which I'm here for, I, I think she'll kill it. Um, but interestingly enough, and she can sing. I wonder if she'll sing. That would They'll be interesting. They'll definitely probably auto-tune it to make her sound more like Well, because, but, uh, and she was in know. Across the Universe yeah. back I, I in was the just day. Say, she and she does the have universe. a lead role in the movie nonetheless. Yes, exactly. And and she did good, I thought. I really liked yeah, that movie. I don't think she's going to need auto-tune. I think um, auto-tune needs her. Well, he said to sound like Madonna <laughs> because sound... she does have the 80s, you know, effects in her music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, so she's been cast to play Madonna. But what I was going to say to piggyback on that of last week's episode, Madonna herself has come out and said that she is making a biopic about her life, which is really oh. exciting. And then it's like, oh, my God, who the hell is going to be able to live up and play Madonna in a Madonna biopic being produced and directed by Madonna. I don't know if she's going to direct it, but she's heavily influenced. Obviously, it's about her. Um, But if you do not follow Kat Cunning, they are an amazing artist. Uh, You need to go follow their Instagram. Uh, So they are a non-binary performer. They just made their big screen debut. They were featured in the movie uh, Marry Me with J-Lo and uh, Owen Wilson. But if you go to Kat Cunning's Instagram, which, by the way, they are a fabulous uh, musician musician in their own right they have some great original music uh they just released um what is it called unzip your skin and let me in with the last ones last ones last ones here they have like so many good songs uh but i was following their instagram and they're like i don't know who's giving like who is putting on the readings for this i just want to be considered for this part bitch i am madonna but you go look on instagram at cat cunning they really are madonna seriously so i am all here for if they do end up casting i'm really hoping that cat cunning gets cast they were also in um uh what is it the jake gyllenhaal maggie matt uh james franco 
Maggie Gyllenhaal in I'm New not York recalling show. that one. Sorry. Something, and then they were also they were featured in uh, the show Trinkets on Netflix, and uh, they actually performed one of their own original King of Shadows, one of their songs. Well, King I'm excited that uh, they're the Deuce. Forth. The Jews, yes, the it's Jews. the Jews. Yes, I need to watch that show. I've seen like the first episode, and I just like got distracted. It's really good. It's life. really gritty. It's really good. But yeah, Cat Cutting is in that also, and uh, they were like a fixture in like New York. They they were were in Paramount uh, when that uh, Cirque du Soleil Paramount Paramore when that was on Broadway, and then they were in a bunch of. Um, Austin McCormick uh, company XIV productions like the Nutcracker Rouge in Brooklyn and yeah, really, really fucking good. So really talented artist. So I'm pulling for Cat Cunning as Madonna because I don't think the casting gets better than that. I'm gonna have to put in another person for contention. Sure, Sydney Sweeney who plays Cassie on Euphoria. If you are not watching Euphoria. I mean, Sydney Sweeney's having a moment. She's having a moment. It, well, number one, if she doesn't win an Emmy for playing Cassie for season two, what is the point of the Television Academy? But well, Zendaya is going to win the Emmy. She, well, Cindy, but she's Sydney Sweeney's going to be in supporting. Supporting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I read that she's like auditioning. That Sydney Sweeney's auditioning for the Madonna biopic. Oh, and really? If she's cast, I have no qualms. No qualms. She's great. I mean, Sydney Sweeney Sweeney is having a moment, mm-hmm. but. That that episode five bathroom meltdown. Give her the Emmy now. <laughs> yeah, true. I'm just happy that Madonna's ready for this. It's time. She she's earned this, and uh, I don't think it should be. It should have happened any earlier than now. But it is time for this biopic to happen. It's yeah. gonna be a wild ass story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't even imagine every everything she's lived through. Right, that's what I'm. That's saying. the exciting part. Is like we are gonna get to see this the glimpse behind the scenes. Her yes, life. the she's curtain gonna, will open. She's gonna spill yes. a lot of tea. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. So that's my what's poppin'. But what's yeah, I'm really poppin'? excited about the Madonna biopic. I'm here for Cat Cunning, cast as Madonna. Well, Mac, did you have something that you wanted to bring for our news? Yes. So all of the Marvel series that were on Netflix, they've left Netflix. I mean, they were canceled way back in like 2018, 2019 after Disney announced that they were going to do their own streaming service. Netflix was like, okay, we're not we're not distributing this anymore. Because that's all it was. Netflix didn't really like have a huge hand in those. Netflix was just the distributor. That's all they were. And so now they're moving from Netflix to Disney Plus, and everyone's like, is that really Disney Plus fair? But now, Disney Plus is adding parental controls, where you can Uh. say, like, what grade of television you want to be on your profile. So now it's going to, like, be okay. Can I ask, is The Punisher included in that? It's it's everything. It's Daredevil, it's Jessica Jones, it's Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Punisher, Defenders, and Jessica not, Jones yes. way back in the day yes. I love her yeah. Jessica Jones gets pretty dark yes, yeah. the Punisher is I know Ooh. well and <laughs> just this week randomly Kristen Witter, uh, Ritter posted on Instagram she dyed her hair back to black and posted a picture randomly with her hair dyed black, back to black wearing a leather jacket is Jessica Jones returning oh. to the MCU that would be I awesome so. bring her back um so that's happening I love her I love her in Breaking Bad mm-hmm. I love her in everything oh, she's her, ever done her in Breaking Bad Stop you it. say uh, don't trust the bee in apartment twenty. Yeah, oh my god, of course. <laughs> Another, she an- is the yes. bee. She's that, so, that she was show, born to play that, that, that role. It was canceled so early for just, no reason. James Vanderbeek. It's just the wrong time. It was just the wrong time. I feel. James Vanderbeek. Right in that show, show. Wrong time. Come on. Yeah. Um, Playing himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. It a, was, car- a caricature of himself, oh, but yes, oh, perfect. <laughs> a character in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. Um, but yeah, Agents of Shield is also moving over to Disney Plus, Ooh. which was an ABC yeah, network show. That was prime time. Mm-hmm. It was prime time. I mean, it's not technically canon in the MCU because they like kind of veer off and do things that aren't like just from what time period you know that that Agents of Shield is taking place in, and then you know what's going on in the theatrical MCU. You're like, okay, that's not. Didn't that clearly show start as early as back like the first Avengers movie? Mm-hmm. It came out like in fall tw- 2012 or 2013, wow. I think, and then it ran for seven seasons. Lord. Yeah, I paid attention for one. Oh, well, <laughs> there you go. But now, but now I feel like I need to do a deep dive because I feel like they're gonna at least make some stuff canon. 
maybe. Like, some characters are coming back. I mean, some characters have already come back, but I'm not going to spoil that for you if you're not <laughs> caught up on the recent movies that have come out and series that have come out, but some people are back. Um, so that's all happening. But this brings me to a question. So we can have parental controls now for Marvel and so they can be gritty and you can watch Kingpin, like, kill somebody by bashing their car and with their head in with the car door. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if we can have that happen at Disney+, Plus, why can we not have a Lizzie McGuire reboot of her being a 30-year-old sex-positive woman? What the hell? Uh, I fully agree. And uh, Hillary Duff was the one, you know, standing up for Lizzie mm-hmm. and saying, she's a 30-year-old mm-hmm. woman. Yeah. She needs to be living the life of a 30-year-old mm-hmm. year old woman and doesn't need to be, you know. But I don't know. That might have been like the Disney existence. Since it was like a Disney pre-team sitcom back in the day, they might have been putting the kibosh on that, which I think is stupid. I think that's lame because, I mean, you have all, you, like, at that point, you had all the options available to you and even before, like, even before they decided to have the parental controls, Disney Plus greenlit Love, Victor. They greenlit Love, Victor first. Mm. So it was going to be on Disney Plus first. And then, that's mature content. And so they put it on Hulu. So then Hillary Duff was saying, can we put it on Hulu? Yeah. And anyone who would watch the show, like the Lizzie McGuire reboot, is an adult. Like millennials like, were the ones growing up watching yeah. Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. You know, we are adults now. We're, we're yeah. not going to be, you know. Yeah. My 14 year old niece isn't going to watch this reboot. I'm watching this. Yeah. Movie. And I want to <laughs> see Lizzie how she would be today I navigate see, the world. I want to see Lizzie McGuire have a one night stand with Ethan Kraft. That's all I want. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm so here for that. That's all I want. And maybe if you want to bring back a little Danny Kessler, I'm down for that too. Yeah, Thank he you. was only in the first episode, and he was a dreamboat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, basically, Marvel's coming back, and I'm excited for it, but I'm also mad because I didn't get to see Liz McGuire live her best life. <laughs> well, I'm going to just jump right into a new topic. Uh, my news is Michael B. Jordan bringing in a sequel with Will Smith, I Am Legend. I'm very excited. Oh. One, I, I do like that as like a zombie movie. I will say the original, the CGI was a little whack, not gonna <laughs> lie. Yeah. However, I did love the construct of the movie and the whole storyline. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm really excited to see what they do with it. And I think updated to today's like, you know, technological standards mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, CGI, I think it'll be good. The oh. zombies could could use a little yassification if you're <laughs> yes. asking me for my opinion. There's gonna be <laughs> yeah, just a I, little uh, bit more zazzed. I'll watch anything with Michael B. Jordan in it. So <laughs> True. Uh exactly. yeah, the original one I believe was two thousand seven, if I'm not mistaken. And so uh I think we're all here for the sequel because the zombies that they brought to this world, like the the original was a book and these zombies are like cannibalistic. Like they're not like uh, Donna, the dead. They're not uh, from the grave zombies. It's like more of a virus. And I think that's also, you know, hey, well, we've just basically survived one. Um we're getting out of it. So I think <laughs> yeah, that that's... that's <laughs> well, depending on how much they follow the books, they also become like more intelligent. Yeah. Well. So, um, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. There were books. The, Tell me more about this. The zombie in... Have you read them? I haven't read them, but I've kind of read Perused. them. Yeah, okay. Perused. So the zombie in the movie that seems to be kind of like the main the antagonist. Yeah. yeah. Um, that one actually speaks in the books and is like a, a sentient person. Um, so basically it, it becomes like a, a question of like them evolving into something else rather than right. just zombies. Yeah. So. And I do love those zombie movies where it's like they don't lose any of their faculties. Like they can still run at full speed. Yeah. Yes. I like that take. That mm-hmm. movie, that had some good jump scares and also when he kills the dog. Oh my God, the dog. <laughs> the dog. So I'm much. still not recovered. No. I'm no. still traumatized. The thing that shakes me the most with that movie is when he's walking through the building uh, and he like comes across this like group of them that are like huddled together. Uh, I don't know if they're sleeping. It's that breathing it's, they it's do. orgy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, yeah, it's the breathing. <laughs> like, and it's not, not an orgy. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think, I think it's their version of sleep, basically. They're mm. just like... Like huddle together and just Resting. like breathing. Yeah. Well, we talk about how their their systems are like run hotter than normal mm-hmm. humans. So I almost feel like it's almost like a dog panting or kind of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to. They can't get in the sun. That, right. That, that was that the you whole meant thing. to do a whole deep dive into 
I am legend in the universe. <laughs> well, I no, that's what I mean, we're here yeah, for. why not? <laughs> yeah, no, but that was uh, they can't go in the sun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was vitamin D kills them. Something that I'm wondering if that's going to be a through line or if they evolve because I that's kind of the, how the end the end yeah. of this movie, the original one was kind of showing you like, oh, like this zombie has evolved and uh, it's a leader and now it can like run through parts of the sun. Like he knows that he'll survive. Like if he just jumps from like one place to another and mm -hmm. maybe he'll get hit by the sun, but he, he knows he can survive it for a split second. Just because they're different doesn't mean they're bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's our news for this episode. That's what's popping. Queens. So our first topic, I'm going to go ahead and bring up Uncharted. Uh, it's the newest movie out right now. Uh, Mac and I went to go see it in the theatres uh, last seats. week. Was that a week ago? Two weeks ago? Uh, a couple days ago. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was a week, two weeks. Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pretty much all you need to know. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's your classic uh, action movie pirates are involved. Uh, Mac, you want to help me explain the plot a little bit? I'm so bad at plots. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I know nothing about this show, so please um, fill me basically, in. Basically, I mean, it's it's basically like it's a treasure map movie. Oh, yeah. I do. Is there, uh, Nicholas Cage is not in it. No, <laughs> there's it, no Declaration so, of Independence that we we're no, telling me. No. It's based off of a, a game, a video game. Yeah, a video I was game. about to ask. Oh, cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But the plot of this movie has not been the plot of a video game yet. Like yeah. this is stuff that happens like pre-video game. Yeah, it's like prequel video mm -hmm. game mm -hmm. movie. So it's like it basically like shows you how uh, Nate and Sully meet, mm -hmm. like how they like become. Partners. It's their first adventure uh -huh. together. Yeah, they're like trying to find this gold and they go like all over Europe and they follow a map and there's like secret messages and stuff and I'm I'm all in. Can I just say what an odd pairing for <laughs> this movie? Okay, but their chemistry's really I'm good. Not, I'm not judging. I'm no, just saying I, no, what I an know, odd pairing. I know. But their chemistry's <laughs> really good. Like I was really surprised. Hmm. It was really good. Interesting. I was just in it for Tom Holland. Like, if he's in something, I'm going to see it. We know you, Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> he was the one I picked to we be know. stranded on on a desert island. You're watching anything. Yeah. Uh, again, watch out, Zendaya. <laughs> Coming for you, man. Coming for you, man. I mean, uh, the thing that I really liked about this movie, uh, the, direct, the directing was really cool. And I think it's good that it came out now because it was directed by uh, Ruben Fleischer. And he directed his last movie that came out was Venom Let There Be Carnage. And that movie did not mm. do well and was not reviewed well. Mm. So I'm glad he gets a little redemption because he needed it. <laughs> yeah. I guess I didn't look up mm -hmm. the director, but he uh, he directed uh, the Zombieland movies. And those are. Oh, amazing. I love Zombieland. Uh, mm -hmm. No, I never saw the second one. The, the second one is so freaking funny. It is good. <laughs> it's yeah. hilarious. And I'm normally not one who's like all about sequels, but that one was well done. Uh, Zoe Deutsch, who's on The Politician, is in Zombieland Double Tap, and she's hilarious. She's so funny. Which one does she play? Uh, she plays like the blonde. Yeah, the, uh -huh. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's all, that's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, who wants to go next, Mac or Mara? You have your stream queen. Do you want to rock, paper, scissors for it? We, they are literally playing rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> Love this. We're getting, oh. we're getting the audio. We're okay, not. so I'm next. <laughs> Twin power. <laughs> Too much naughty light. I'm like burping away from the microphone. <laughs> All right. Um, so the first show I'm going to talk about. That's what we need in the show. Though, exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so no. I was singing the other day. <laughs> <laughs> the Rick and Morty conversation happened last week, Colton. You should have been here. I was burping into my mic last week, but on purpose. Um, no, but uh, the first show I'm going to talk about is called Severance. It's on Apple TV. It's from the brilliant mind of Ben Stiller. He is the executive producer. He directs like the first handful of episodes. I think this like last one that I saw was like the first one that he didn't direct or something. Um, but yeah, it stars Adam Scott, 
We all know him. Um, Patricia Arquette is in it. Uh, John Turturro, amazing. If you've seen The Night Of, I love him. He's in so many good things. And really underwhelmed. Um, Christopher motherfucking Walken, okay? Mm. The cast is stacked. And... um, so basically, the setup of this show is this guy, Mark, is played by Adam Scott, and um, he leads a team of office workers, and Patricia Arquette is actually, like, their big boss or whatever, but uh, they all work for this company called Lumen, and it's, like, kind of mysterious. I want to—it's very, like, you know— Sterile and like. Well, we don't know what they do exactly. It's kind of a mystery, and it's actually a mystery to the people who work there. So what happens is Mark leads this team of people, and he works on the special floor of the company. And everyone who works on the special floor of the company, the reason it's called Severance is that their work lives and their outside, like real lives, are completely separated. They get a brain implant. And when they are in their workspace, like, it has to do something with the elevator. Like, once they take their elevator to that floor, um, uh, they can't remember anything about their outside life. They, mm-hmm. Their work people are called their innies, and they call their, like, normal selves, like, their outies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, basically, they sever their memory, and... Uh, yeah, they so basically they kind of it's weird the way they refer to their like work selves. It's like their own separate person, and that's the only life they know. And um, yeah, it's just really weird. Um, it makes workplace conversation really interesting. I just watched the first episode you last did? night. Okay, good. And yeah, and I made my friend log into the Apple uh, TV <laughs> uh, just because I don't have it, and so I was like. I need to watch this. Um, so it is it is so good. And the the whole idea of like separating your memory mm-hmm. like that is just mind-boggling. Really, and it makes you think, would I do that? Yeah. Is it almost like each person is playing two separate characters or is it? There's like big differences, especially the person who plays Helly. And she's like this new girl who's like their new addition and comes into the team. And she's like, I don't want to be here. I don't feel right about this. This is weird. I don't like this. I want to quit. And she's like, um, she like turns in her reg- resignation. It gets denied. And she's like, no, my Audi wouldn't do that. My Audi wouldn't do that. And it's, it is, it is kind of like odd to see. And it makes you think like, would I even consider doing that? But the catalyst for Mark's character of doing that is that his wife had died a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And so the, one of the very first scenes we see him in his car in the work parking lot, just like bawling before he goes into work because he's so sad. He's still grieving. Well, we don't know why he's bawling. Which is yeah, great. Yeah, at the very beginning, we direction. don't. Yeah. Yeah. And then so or it's writing, like, really. oh, yeah, no wonder you wanted an escape for eight hours a day where you literally didn't know about this horrible thing that happened to you. Mm-hmm. So on some level, it's like, yes, I can understand. But on the on the other levels, like it's just it's very weird. It's very trippy. It's very thriller esque. The um the set design is really interesting. It's very like a mid mod sterile kind of set. So it's like very like white, bright, but it's also like very mid mod. So even when the like yeah they do a really good job of differentiating the The two worlds and the two worlds because it is a little bit more warmer in the audi Mm -hmm. and then the any which is when they're at work is very cold Mm -hmm. and sterile Mm -hmm. um they do go to a dinner party in the first episode where they Mm -hmm. talk about how ethical it is and political there are so many nuances to making this decision exactly and in the world of the show, it's a it's a huge point of debate and contention in the country. It's like on every major news uh, network. It's like, is severance okay? Like, uh, severance is taking away, you know, your you know, human right, basically. Like, and they're like the character Mark on the outside, pretty much like in one episode, he confronts like a couple of protesters who are mm-hmm. on the street being like severance is slavery like mm-hmm. yeah so it's weird well i relate to the idea of trying to separate your work life from your personal life um mm-hmm. just uh where i work in public work so like i'm constantly on like as soon as i get to my yeah. building i'm like on i have to be really kind to everyone yeah. not that i'm not kind no but it, i feel like we all work, feel but... like that like your work self is kind of a different presentation of yourself yeah. you know yeah, what i mean a more, a more professional, a more agreeable, a mm-hmm. more, yeah. And it really, it takes that to ex- the extreme. It's really yeah, interesting. Because then there's no personal mm-hmm. uh, 
connection connection to to make to make uh decisions right at at uh, at the bare minimum it's just like well we're here professionally and this is how the the company runs right. and this is what we're here to do but we still don't know what they do. <laughs> they yeah, do, no, it's even a mystery people, to them. Yeah. They don't know what they do. So what they do on the screen, I don't want to give too much away, but what they do, well, I really can't because even they don't know what they do. Yeah. But what they do on their screens, on their computers, is that they just sort through like screens and screens of numbers. And then all of a sudden, one number will show up and it will make them feel afraid. And they don't know why. And then they like have like a barrier around because it's like just a screen of like infinite numbers and one number will make them feel afraid and then they have like a barrier around that of like numbers around that one number and they like have to outline it all and they take that and then like they put it in the like one folder or whatever it's very weird it I, sounds like a black mirror episode but it then is the very that much writing, like it was that. like Wait, I can't put all of this into one episode. Yeah. I have to make it a full show. No, it's very much like that. And um, I really love this. Like, Ben Stiller. And, like, I was talking about this with you the other mm-hmm. day on the phone, mm-hmm. actually. And you said that Ben Stiller directed a the Walter, Walter Mitty. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. very kind of reminiscent in that, in the way that it's directed. A lot of aerial shots. Like, it's a really beautiful, really well-done show. And it's also very thought-provoking. And I can't recommend it enough. I'm hooked already. And I'm only a few episodes in. I need to watch it, but I don't have Apple TV Plus, so I'm saving it for Same. spring break, I guess. I will say though, I always feel like, have always felt that Ben Stiller is a very under, underestimated, uh, not recognized enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. Yeah, he's also, I, I feel, a pretty famously like kind of shy person. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't really do a lot of interviews unless he has to. Yeah. So very extroverted in front of the camera, but in his real mm-hmm. life has been sort of, you know. Yeah, I don't I don't have any of you ever seen the Ben Stiller show before? I don't think no. I did. You probably did it, thirteen episodes is all they ever made. Oh, of it. yeah. Um but this was back in the nineties. It was um Ben Stiller, Janine Garofalo, David Cross, Bob Odenkirk, and uh, Andy Dick. I oh, love, my God, yes. I yeah. love Janine mm-hmm. Garofalo. Heather Mooney's my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god. Um, that's her, Heather Mooney. Oh my god, yes. I love her. <laughs> yeah, um, she um, she's also the French chef in uh, Ratatouille, the one that trains. Yeah, I Lim- did know that. Yes, <laughs> we were having a Ratatouille um, conversation. But that show, I don't know. In in attachment to that, if has anybody seen Mister Show, Bob Odenkirk and David Cross's HBO TV show that they did for a while? No, nope. like, these are all deep cuts. So I yeah. don't. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I think I've seen like one episode of it. Mister Show is a actually like pretty influential like sketch comedy. Um, Tom Kenny was on that show, like as an actor, not mm-hmm. just a voice actor. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's SpongeBob for those who don't know mm-hmm. Tom Kenny. <laughs> yeah, the voice of SpongeBob. Um, but um, yeah, so uh, the Ben Stiller show basically was kind of like laying the groundwork for Bob Odenkirk and David Cross to step away and do Mister Show. Wow! And then of course they both have gone on and done huge things, and you know, yeah, it's just interesting little piece of nineties. Pop culture history. He's had a great career. Yes. And yeah. obviously, uh, Zoolander. We all know Zoolander. Uh, yes. We were having the conversation <laughs> a, couple, a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago, where we were like, which, uh, you know, comedy giant, and you could only keep their, you know, body of work and only watch them forever. <laughs> oh. Ben Stiller would be a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the really museum. would. Anyway, that is my, <laughs> that is my first stream queen. Stream queen. Well, that is definitely a top contender for a lot of people to stream. Uh, I would do it I, as soon as possible because it pulls you in from the first episode. It's crazy. Mac is the whole first season out. Or uh, no, is it it's still airing. But my and my husband was talking about this too. Like I like the fact that you can't binge things on Apple Plus. They make you wait week to week for the new episode. Disney Plus so, does that too. Yeah, the new episodes come out on Friday. So yeah, no, mm-hmm. they're not available. But um, is it my turn? Yeah. What yes. my stream queen? One of my stream queens is The Chair on Netflix. It is a series. It's a comedy series. It's only six episodes. It's a very quick binge. I watched it in one night. It stars Sandra Oh from Grey's Anatomy. That's how I first came to know her. As Love doc- her. As Dr. Christina Yang on Grey's Anatomy. And she's... I first knew her in the movie Sideways. Well, that's true. That's true. She was in that first. That's true. That's... I, I still want to go like on a vineyard uh, excursion. We're not drinking any Merlot. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Giamatti. <laughs> 
because that movie just made drink, wine drinking look really cool and fun. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it was created actually by Amanda Peet. Amanda Peet. Cool. She cre- she's one of the she All created right. it with Annie Julia Wyman. They're the creators of it, which is which is uh, kind of iconic to me. Um, it is a it's a comedy series on Netflix. It's about the first woman of color to be made head of the English department at a prestigious university. Dr. Ji Yoon Kim faces some extreme demands and high expe- expectations. This show is hilarious. It's so funny. It's so funny, you guys. It has Sandra Oh, like I said. JJ she has Plus. really great comedic timing. She's so funny. Like, but, but also she gets to have she gets to have some dramatic moments in it, obviously, and she gets to like kind of like steer into that skill set for a minute. But she's so funny. She was nominated for a sack for it for lead actress in a comedy series for it. Nice. So yeah, get it, girl. I know she was great. Um, Jay Duplass is in it. Hel- Holland Taylor. I don't know her. Okay, well she's dating um, woman from American Horror Story, Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson, yes. She she's life partners with Sarah Paulson and oh. it's freaking Oh, cute. okay, no, yes, we know, know her. From two and a half men, two and a half men, the practice. Yes, yeah. yes. Um I'm great with faces, not so much with names. Mm-hmm. Same. And so that's she, why I stand here or I just yeah, sit like, here blankly looking at Mara like, and Mac, if like, you help show me, out, me a picture, me I'll know who the hell you're talking about. But right. if I can't see their face, I just don't know. And so she like she gets to be the chair, she's the chair of the English department. And that's what I really like about it, because it like it it is kind of artsy fartsy, but also like it's unabashedly so. Like if you don't know like who Chaucer is, then that's on you. Like, sorry, don't watch our show. Um and it was I just really liked it. It's executive it's actually executive produced by uh Game of Thrones, David Benioff and BD Weiss. They're nice. like steering their careers into comedy. And I just I really liked it. It was a quick binge. It's funny. It's has like familial elements to it. How many episodes? It's six. Oh wow, short and yeah. sweet. <gasps> yeah. You guys, just like I first season. I know, yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> We're gonna get nominated for a sag, you guys. Obviously. Be- <laughs> best ensemble in a podcast comedy series. <laughs> uh, and then we lose to somebody that's cooler than us. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it's pretty much better. <laughs> <laughs> we, they just get they just like uh, turn the camera to our table and we're just like <laughs> <laughs> as yeah. petty as possible yeah, with, like, a, with the fake yeah. smile yeah so yeah that's my stream queen the chair send her out everybody should watch it you'll laugh you'll cry you'll learn some things about uh literature and then you'll just like be like happy about it what are you streaming that on it's on netflix oh okay it's really it's, surprised it's i haven't really across that it's really great you should watch it thank you mac so our <laughs> our next little thing is me introducing my second streams queen and it is inventing anna on netflix Ooh. this is another netflix special and it is based off of a true story about this young girl woman who like moves to new york from germany well originally from russia and uh has this really interesting accent because she was born russian and lived in germany uh, most she did a whole shtick on jimmy fallon about it yeah 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 she did about her building her accent Uh for this character which i thought was fascinating i saw that interview too Yeah. yeah um but she's an amazing actress it's julia garner um there's a lot of different uh things going on with her mental state and us not as an audience not knowing if she's sane or right. uh, or what like it just seems like I she's making some all this point, up i think at some point like it's like i think she believes the lie you know what i mean like i know she knows it's not true like she knows she doesn't have a trust fund but yeah she feels so like entitled to be in that world and a part of you kind of roots for her where she's like you know infiltrating this like one percent type of environment and it's like wow you are really kind of like just carving a space for yourself yeah she really does nothing yeah into this world that's so exclusive and so like you know hard to get into and she does it so flawlessly when she's around people yeah that she, well, she put on such a good show. She does. And then yeah. she believes it. And b- by believing it, it works. And so this person who really has no status to back her um, is able to make her way into all of the best parties in New York. And like, not even just New York. High she's invited society. High society all over the world. Yeah. And she wants to start a business um, for... A foundation, a right? A foundation, yeah. The Anna... Anna Anna Delvey Delvey Foundation. Delvey Foundation. This, is, this is based on a real person. Yes, yeah. a real person. Mm-hmm. Anna Delvey's a real person. Mm-hmm. Well, Anna Delvey was her fake name. It was Anna something. 
Yeah. I've, I should remember read, the name, but I I've can't. I've read an article about that person, and I heard about this show, but I wasn't 100% certain if they were the same person or not. So No, it's absolutely fascinating. Basically, she is uh, thrown in jail for <laughs> <laughs> yeah. trying to get all this money to start her foundation. Well, because her rich friends basically, you know, she was like, oh, Coughed I have out. this. It was some sort of like, what kind of trust? Um, well, it was like a family. Or, or her, When she turned 25, she was supposed to get a trust from yeah, her dad. Yeah, and so it was like, well, I have all of these, you know, millions and millions in store. Coming in. Like, so basically she had all of her rich friends float the check. And I was like, I'll pay you back, I'll pay you back. Come to find out, Mitch didn't have a cent to her name. She's not going to pay you back. Mm-hmm. She not only did this to her friends, but she did it to lots of different businesses, yes. restaurants. Yes. High dollar everything. She got loans from banks. Yes. I don't even, I mean. From what I understand about the show, too, it's not like very much greatly exaggerated from the actual events. It's of, really not. Yeah. No. She but, ripped off a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> and so the the, I guess, vehicle of finding out who she is and what happened was mm-hmm. this uh, journalist. Um, she's investigating the case. She travels to Rikers, which is like the New York prison for high profile people. Yep. And um, she like, she goes on in there off the record basically um, to Why are you start... wearing that blouse? You look yeah. tall. <laughs> yeah. So she, and Anna Delvey is like <laughs> telling this journalist like, are you, like you're fat like you need to lose weight but she's pregnant this journalist is pregnant and she's just like um excuse me Anna she's I'm pregnant she's completely inappropriate all yeah. the time so <laughs> um and uh oddly enough that journalist is played by Anna Chlumsky I don't know how else to say her name Chlumsky Chlumsky um and I I've seen her in other things uh from my girl she's fame I'm just gonna be honest she's not my favorite actress but she does well in this in this role veep she was in veep i'm getting behind her after this because she does a great job but like i said she has like these theatrical emotions sometimes on screen that take me out of the moment moment. yeah i definitely did not realize that that was my girl yes it's it's my girl one and two oh my god she traumatized me where are his glasses he can't go, see without his glasses. Do you want to go tree climbing, Thomas J? He was going to be a gymnast. <laughs> his face hurts. And where is glasses? He was going to be a gymnast. <laughs> he can't see without his glasses. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. God, that, that and Bridge to Terabithia are like the most uh, traumatizing. Shit, yeah. Well, <laughs> Whenever, yeah, more the book. I never saw the movie, yes, the but book. yeah, the book. Yeah. <laughs> well, Laverne Cox is also in Inventing Anna. Yes. Um, we stand. She plays one of the, or I was going to say she plays a friend, but she plays the personal trainer. Right. Um, um, she's like a high-profile fitness instructor, basically. Um, and then uh, Arian Mo- Moyed uh, plays Anna's lawyer, and he does a fantastic job. But we get a little glimpse into like how the lives of like these this journalist who's pregnant and like trying to raise a family and the um, lawyer how it's affecting their home lives as well. So it's not all focused just on Anna. Anna, but. It is a sh- the show is about her, so um, I recommend it. it. It's a really uh, quick binge. Um, I think it has nine or ten episodes, um, and I watched definitely four or five of them the first time I started it. <laughs> oh my! And not on purpose. It just sucked me in. So, Mara, do you have a stream queen to add? I do. So I'm gonna piggyback on the Sandra O oh moment that Mac was having, and yes. I'm gonna talk about Killing Eve. It's a locomotive, and if you're not on it, that's sad for you. Um, I'm going to talk about Killing Eve season four uh, just premiered. I'm so excited. I love these characters. Um, has anyone here seen Killing Eve? Does anybody I've watch? S- I've seen the first season. I kind of fell away because I didn't, I think I like lost where it was or I didn't have access to Hulu for a minute. And so I am behind. But now season four is the final season, right? Yeah. So now so, I can just start it and just get caught up. Right. Season four, they're moving into their final seasons. It's kind of bittersweet for these actresses um, who are kind of like giving up these characters. Jodie Comer 
love, 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 love. She won her. an Emmy for the first season, didn't she? She won an Emmy for the well, first season. Well, she's yes, she's yeah. so talented. Jodie Comer, she plays Villanelle. Um, and then yes, Sandra O oh plays Eve Pilastri. But basically, you know, the setup of the show, Eve is an international spy. She's an assassin. She's really, really, really good at her job. She's young. She's very young. Um so there's kind of like a devil may care attitude about her. She's, you know, into the more superficial things in life. She loves fashion. You guys, the fashion in the show that Villanelle wears is so good every every season. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, she got hired to kill this person, Eve, played by Sandra O. Oh, and um, craziness just ensues season upon season. I don't want to give anything away, but... It's a very cat and mouse. Mm-hmm. All of the seasons are very cat and mouse. And you kind of end up uh, shipping these two people, Villanelle and Eve. I was going to say, there's kind of sexual tension a uh, n- bit No, not kind of. Like, yes, of all the way. <laughs> like, Major sexual tension. Not, they vibe. Like, they vibe. Full um, on. Okay. Yeah, Wes and I have been shipping them since season one. Like, you want to see it happen. You're like, come on, get it over already. But, you know, the tension is exquisite. So, season after season, you just kind of see the push and pull and it's from a character standpoint it's really fascinating to watch you know Villanelle is the one who starts off as the villain in quotes and Eve is you know kind of the innocent just works you know her desk job very like by the book gal and then by the end it's like in this final season Villanelle's trying to like leave her old life and not you know work for the bad side anymore or whatever. Um, And Eve's kind of the one who's going off the rails. So it's a really great uh, juxtaposition to see and like kind of like a a severe turnaround with these characters. It's really fascinating. Well, I'm excited to try to start watching that one. That's going to be another one that I'm going to jump on. Yeah, and if you haven't seen... I mean, AMC AMC does so many good things. I think it's BBC and and AMC. Mm -hmm. And and then Mm -hmm. they do such... AMC especially. I mean, Walking Dead. Walking Dead. This Breaking one Dead. says, yeah. I think Better I looked it up Soul. and it said BBC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, well, really AMC, great AMC's show. the American network that's running it. Can't sing oh. the praises mm-hmm. of it enough. If you haven't seen Killing Eve, you need to see Killing Eve. And also, I had to piggyback on your Sandra O oh moment because she deserves Sand- it. She's that a, talented. I love a Sandra O oh moment. Yeah. She's in, a, she's in a horror movie that's coming out. I forget the name of it. but it, Oh, I bet she's great in that. It's going to be great. She can do a great scream cry. We mm-hmm. all know about that from Grey's Anatomy. So Somebody sedate me! <laughs> anyway, that's my that's my second stream. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mac, mm-hmm. what's your final stream queen for my this? My final stream queen for this episode is I just rewatched the 2011 epic La Miserable. Yep. <laughs> it is. It, Victor it, Hugo. Victor Hugo, directed by Tom Hopper, and I mean, it, it kind of it holds up. Like, I think, I think we. No, just, it's very well done. Yeah. It's very well done. I think we, people just got kind of caught up in like, because at that time, like Anne Hathaway was everywhere because she was like in everything, like those like yeah, everyone three was years. having an Anne Hathaway. So every, everyone was kind of having Anne Hathaway fatigue. <laughs> so I think <laughs> that movie kind of hindered from that. But I mean, Hugh Jackman. He loves musicals. He's on Broadway right now in Hugh the Music Jackman, Man. Yeah. So I think I think he's he's, he's so like, talented. He, had, he did so well in that role. He was wanting to do a movie musical for so long, and like Lamus had never really. I mean, Lamus had had adaptations like on TV mm-hmm. and on like the BBC and everything, but he wanted to do a full scale like epic feature film theatrical release version of Les Miserables. And I like in this movie how they sing live. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. I think more movie musicals should do that. Like, Mm -hmm. prove your chops. That's what they do on Broadway. They sing live. Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah. Is what's what's another example of a movie recently that's done that? Um, I can't think of one. They don't. They don't really do it. They don't. Yeah, they record it. They record it and then they film. You know the Mm -hmm. scene and they're kind of like lip syncing to their own recording of themselves. Like that's what was so groundbreaking about Lame is is that it was a movie musical, but it was done live on set. They sang Mm -hmm. live Mm -hmm. in their takes. Mm -hmm. So the one with Lady Gaga. 
uh, and what's the Star is Born. Star is Born. Yeah, all recorded. Is, is that a movie musical <laughs> or is musical. that just I mean, a movie? It's a, with, it's a, with a movie music. with music. Yeah, okay. it's a movie with music. I was thinking, yeah. I was like, wait, was that even a musical? <laughs> that's a, that's um, like a classic American movie that's been remade. It like, is so many times, times even yeah. since so, the fourth, 30s. I missed that's the, the boat on that again. The 20s. That's the fourth one. I was raised under a rock and I came to life in like 2012. That's where Landon is from. He's from um, I mean, because I think I think the difference between like A Star Is Born and Lame is it's like a movie with music is a movie where the plot is the main driving force of the movie, and then it just happens to have music sprinkled through in. I feel like a musical the the songs the of plot the musical is driven through is the driven songs through the songs, yeah. like especially the, in the case the, of Lame Miz because mm-hmm. it's yeah it's an opera it's an opera it's, yeah, based, it's opera. like the di- like dialogue is minimal in that movie right, right. it's so much singing and uh, telling the story through music and I mean the Thenardiers I still stand by that movie I think it's I the Thenardiers were perfectly cast Sasha Baron Cohen and Helen Bonham Carter oh yes no one else could have played yes. that like that was great I mean I mean I, I would just have to say probably the only person that really kind of got miscast was Anne Hathaway I would say that too and Which, I, I, mean, I it's feel weird like to a say hater she because she won the Oscar for it, for but, it. But if you Russell watch, Crow? if you oh, watch, okay. oh, well, also Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's obvious. Uh, yeah, he doesn't really have mm-hmm. the pipes. Mm-hmm. If y'all have seen the 10-year anniversary live in concert version, it is kind of like, you know. Leah Salonga. Sold, yes, mm-hmm. sold as the Dreamcast, and it really is. Leah Salonga as Eponine. Uh, I don't know the actress Ruthie Shaw. Thank you. Oh, it's driving me nuts. <laughs> Ruthie Shaw, um, who plays Fontaine, and that's why I feel like it's okay to be a hater on Anne Hathaway's take. She's a v- a very like you know, she got cast because she was Anne Hathaway. Mm-hmm. She didn't get cast for her voice. Mm-hmm. You go listen to Ruthie, mm-hmm. he- like. And shot like sing that role of Fontaine. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you feel it in your bones. It's like the whole. It's like the whole Into the Woods problem. Oh, like, uh, Meryl Streep, you shouldn't have been playing the yeah, witch. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I think it's so funny. I just think it's so funny that Hollywood likes to pick and choose when they can be finicky with their casting protocols mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, so for Nano Twin, it's okay that you cast a literal like thirty-year-old to play a. 17-year-old high schooler. Right, right. But then when it comes to casting a musical, it has to be age-appropriate. Like, no. that That's ridiculous to me. Like, have have a, do a casting call for all uh, musical performers and cast who cast. Like, if Adina Menzel or Sutton Foster had a great audition as Fontaine, right. cast them. Right. Like, that's ridiculous And there's to a me. lot of, like, Broadway people who cross over into mm-hmm. the world of film that, yeah. like, could have done that role. Yeah. There's a, a similar argument made for um, voiceover actors, um, how we're getting more and more celebrities being cast in mm-hmm. animated roles, and how there are, like, seasoned voice actors who have been, like... Looked over. Yeah. Yeah, passed over just because it's a celebrity, and right? Not, mm-hmm. not you know, someone who could actually bring life to the character. Uh, have you yeah. heard Nick Kroll's <laughs> Pinocchio yet? <laughs> no, but I'm sure it's <laughs> sure it's something. So Nick Kroll got cast as uh, Pinocchio. He's like, Father, when can I go out on my own? It's just Lola from Big Mouth. It, oh no, God. it literally is. It is. It is. <laughs> I can't hear anything else. It's not Pinocchio. We've not. gone off on a tangent. We should. We should. Moving that, back but. to no, our it. regularly scheduled events, uh, earbuds is up next. Earbuds. Who wants to go first? I can go. Okay. Because we just talked about uh, Killing Eve not that long ago. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about a band who is featured heavily, and I mean. Heffily on on Killing Eve. It it's basically makes up all of their soundtrack pretty much. Um, they use all their music. So it's a band called Unloved. Um, very alt alternative music. Um, it's a trio formed in Los Angeles in 2015. Uh, Jade Vincent, Kefis Sianica. I don't know. Kefis somebody. And uh, David Holmes, and they are featured. Oh, and they're just so great. They're like weird. They're they have a lot of spoken word in their songs. Um, 
so it's like there's like a throwback element that's kind of like 60s-esque about them but they're also like alternative rock so it's like heavy electric guitar it's really weird but it works it's so well done it's so good my favorite I've been listening to them like a lot um my favorite song of theirs is when a woman is around uh their lyrics too I really really love their lyrics so yeah I don't really have much to say about them other than you should be listening to them and if you watch Killing Eve you will uh and then you go listen to them you'll recognize a lot of their songs because they're yeah they're on there a lot but unloved you should really listen to them they're really cool uh, Mac, do you want to add yours in? Sure. Um, this week, I've been listening to a lot of Carly Pierce. She is a female country music queen. Yes, she, queen. She is really bringing. She's really fusing modern country music with traditional country music. Like she's paying homage to Loretta Lynn, Reba, Dolly, mm. Faith, Martina, everybody. And she has an album out. She had an e- EP come out in 2020. It's it's called 29. And it has about it has about like half of the tracks from the deluxe edition that, that has come out. The deluxe edition has more tracks on it, obviously. But she went through a really tumultuous divorce the year she was 29. And so the EP is just called 29, and the deluxe version is called 29 Written in Stone. And it's it's such a good album. It's such a good album. She is writing with a lot of the heady, heavy hitters in Nashville right now. She has a track on it that's actually co-written by with her and some other writers. But one of the writers is a fellow country queen, Kelsey Ballerini. Nice. And she's just she's just kind of carrying the flag for women in country music right now. She has a some of the highlighted tracks are she has a song called Dear Miss Loretta. That she wrote um, f- about idolizing Loretta Lynn. She's never mm-hmm. met Loretta Lynn, and so she kind of talks about like like the song kind of talks about how she didn't expect to ever relate to Loretta Lynn's music in her life, but things happen, and sometimes you get divorced, and then you can relate to another artist's music better. Yeah, and mm. it's really good. Next girl, next girl is an amazing upbeat track. Twenty nine is really good. That's a song that where she really talks about like um, like have I wasted my youth? Like I, like twenty nine is when you're supposed to like. Buy a house, get married, have kids. When I turned twenty nine, I got divorced. I had to move into an apartment. Like all, all of these things, and it's she's just really, really hitting it for me in country music right now. Well, since we can't get enough musicals in our life, uh, I'm going to bring up Encanto, the most recent Disney. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, you haven't the whole seen nation it. can't get enough of Encanto. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it either. Thank you. Well, have you heard? It's good. It's we really can't good. Talk about no, I've no, not no. heard, seen a piece of it at all. Wow. Yeah, which Maybe is great. I teach. That's impressive. I teach music for a living. That you haven't ran across that. Yeah. Um. Well, it's really good. The the we can't we don't talk about Bruno is like what number it's, one yeah, it's, it's for, like, for like the last six, six weeks, weeks on the hot 100 which is huge the billboard hot yeah, 100. Top 100 it's, it's been it's, it's, been, one, it's been it longer than let it go was movie musical and this yeah. song has been number one on the charge it, for weeks longer than let it go was from frozen yeah. i think well, well I we mean, can it just it also, just points to the genius of lin-manuel and that's exactly what i was gonna say was this is all due to lin-manuel miranda yeah um that's all you have to say about this i mean yeah they cast some good voices and uh the content, you know, Disney is doing what they need to be doing. They're uh, voicing uh, under voiced uh, cultures and uh, communities that we haven't seen before. And approves it can still be wildly successful. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, go Disney. They're they're trying to do things. They have enough money to be able to do yeah. whatever they want. So. Yeah. Um, Encanto. If you haven't heard it, Colton, go listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll add it to my list, too. (laughs) So we have been discussing what we wanted to ask for this week because we feel like we've asked some pretty good questions so far. Um, And this week is what live action movie musical would you be in? And it could be a musical that is already here. Among Us, like, you mm-hmm. know, like, something that is a been classic or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or um, or not. Or something that you would want to create. Have you thought about it? I have, actually. Uh, we're going to have Colton answer. <gasps> as soon as you brought it up, I had an idea. I'm intrigued. Um, I don't know what the feelings are going to be on this one. but And I, feel, I think this is one that may already be in development. But I would love to see a live-action 
Hercules movie. <gasps> it oh has, my God. They've tried to do this. I know. Well, they've done right. a stage it version. Yeah. It's been developed. It's, it's, it's but, been and I know it's been staged, but it has not been made into a movie yet. A live action movie. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that girl. The soundtrack. If you don't have Lizzo as one of the three muses. <gasps> I know. <laughs> Yes. We are the muses. Oh my God. It's everything about that is so I mean, well done. You get, you get, I, I feel like it's like, I'm getting chills just thinking I think it's about like, it. it's like Lizzo, maybe Beyonce in there. Oh. Yeah. I don't know who, who the other ones would be. Though. Do they have enough money? <laughs> for, I, I don't know that they do. To I don't put know, anybody I else that big on there? Doja Cat. Girl. Mary J. Blige. Girl. As a muse, shut up. <laughs> Doja Cat would be a good <laughs> choice. Cat. And uh, I mean, Ariana DeBose. Yeah. I think she'd be great. There's the cast right there. Yeah, you're welcome. But there's we'll, five we'll squeeze, Hercules. We'll squeeze Meg the Stallion Ooh. in there somehow. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure Hugh Jackman would come back in as Hercules. <laughs> he tried to. Uh, he's getting a little uh, long in the tooth. Yeah. So like Hercules. Hercules played by a 56-year-old well, man. I know uh, Brandon uh, was telling me that the person who used to play Hercules now plays Hades in the stage show. Oh, from the from the TV series. Uh, yes, uh-huh. I think yeah, so. that's right. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't remember that whole spiel, but mm-hmm. that's my vote. That's Hercules. A, that's a great uh, pick. And Thank what you. character would you be? Oh God. Oh gosh. Um, it, oh, to the, be honest, because <laughs> he's an idol of mine, I would probably be Phil. That's not a good character. character. <laughs> Great, right, great uh, pick. Oh, man. Oh, wow. I think you might have a winner there. Thank you. <laughs> My turn? Go for it, Mara. Okay. So mine has already been made, but I absolutely know this is the universe I want to live in. Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's Ooh. everything. It's the 70s. Um, you get the midnight showings of it that people show up. There's props. But you were um, saying not just Rocky, but like specifically the... Movie cast specifically, right? yes, yeah. the movie musical Tim Curry, Meatloaf, Susan Sarandon, Barry Boswick. Um, but I, I mean, it's just it's absolutely insane. The cast is stacked, like that would be a world that I would want to live in. It's so good. The costumes, the makeup, and honestly, just that musical in general. Um, the songs I was in that musical my freshman year in college, and I wasn't even like a main person. I was just like a phantom, but it was one of my best experiences experiences in a musical like to date. Like it was so much fun. It's just uh it's magical. It's magical, it's weird, it's sexy, it's yeah, Did, did it has, you say it who you everything. would play? Um, I guess if yeah. I had to choose my role, I guess I would want to be Columbia the Tapper. Okay. And actually, yeah. the girl who played Columbia in the movie went on to like open her own nightclub in New York City after the movie, which the popularity of which kind of rivaled Studio 54. Um, the legend goes that she actually turned Cher away before <gasps> at her club. That's wow. how popular it was. How so dare you. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that. Oh, just that cast and just that cast and that music and that set and those costumes and the makeup, just everything. I want to live inside that movie and the haunted mansion. Hello, bye bye. I want to live in that mansion. Oh, the best. Come up to the lab, see what's on the slab. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mac. What's yours? <sighs> I think I don't necessarily have to be in this movie. I need it to be a movie. If you want to put me in it, wait like 30 years so I can play the role I want. <laughs> um, I need a Follies movie. I need, if Brandon was here, he would like, yes, he we, would. Could talk, we could yeah. talk about it. Um, I need a Follies movie like yesterday. I need it. It's a great one. Do you think with Sondheim passing away, there's any higher likelihood? That oh, it could be yeah, I think sure. I think with his passing, I wouldn't be surprised if that's just like all people start doing is making Sondheim musicals into movies. I just, they're just so hard uh-huh. like that's i feel like the the one hindrance mm-hmm. into making just a bunch of sondheim stuff mm-hmm. is you gotta have the talent. like yeah I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if like Catherine zeta jones wants to make a little night music movie now uh, i mean she she yeah. won a tony for it i mean should she play it now but she has the star power um like i just i need like i just need it i need i just i need it in my life and if they want to wait 30 years so i can play uh the grown-up ben and sing too many mornings with whoever's gonna play my sally just <laughs> 
please. Follies is such a good musical. Uh, you know, Kiss Me Ben, I think I'm going to die. Like, ugh, such a good musical. I so need good. it in my life. Landon. That's a good choice, Mac. You're welcome. What's Thank yours, you. Landon? Um, I'm going to do a classic. Uh, and I definitely have, mainly because I have a specific character that I've always wanted to play. Uh, and it's Hairspray. Um and nice. I, w- I think it's pretty obvious. I would play Corny Collins. Um, you would be so good at host that host dude. And Your hair is just made to play that role. Yeah, I've got the hair for it. <laughs> I would be immediately He doesn't cast. have any product in his hair right now, you guys, and it's a perfectly coiffed. <laughs> How did you know I didn't have product in it? <laughs> I can, I'm a woman. I can tell this okay. thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, I mean, there's not a lot to say about mine. Uh, it, hairspray is hairspray. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, I, what, when was that movie made? 2006, 2007. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I, I debate, I was like, oh, uh, maybe Link. I, I would love to play Link because of the dancing and I would just get a, you know, dance the whole time. But Corny Collins would probably be a little bit more up my alley. Well, that's our show. Yay. Thank you for listening if you've stuck around this long. Uh, yeah. You earned it. You deserve a drink. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Pop Notch Podcast. If you leave us a five-star review, we'll be sure to give you a shout-out and read it on air. If there's something you'd like to hear us discuss on the show, or if you just want to say, hey, feel free to email us at popnotchpodcast at gmail.com. All lowercase, all one word. And be on the lookout for our Patreon where we will be posting exclusive content. And until next time, y'all, stay Stay Pop Notch!